Hi, this is Steve Morse from Deep Purple, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Michael Glabicki of Rusted Root, and you're listening to the Iron City Rocks podcast. Welcome to episode 322 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I am your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 322, we are joined by one of the pioneers of the British rock, uh, blues rock invasion, Kim Simmons of the band Savoy Brown. Uh, Savoy Brown is going to be doing a show at Moondogs and Blonox on December 9th. So I thought, what better time to kind of introduce... Uh, new fans to the band of Savoy Brown, and also get uh, those of us who uh, maybe have haven't listened to them in a little while, kind of re-familiarized with the band. So, without further ado, we're gonna play a little bit of Savoy Brown right in the interview with Kim.
Savoy Brown founder, Kim Simmons. How are you doing today, Kim? I'm doing fine, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It's my pleasure. Uh, great to finally get a chance to talk to you guys. Um, obviously a name that uh, I think everyone in uh, blues and rock recognize. Um, you guys are going to be coming into Pittsburgh to do a show at Moondogs on, uh, I believe it's December 9th. Um, so I wanted to just check in with you guys, see what's going on with the band. It seems like you're on the road perpetually, um, and you had an album come out uh, a few years ago. Um, so, what's going on with the band right now, aside from just the touring? You guys promoting a new album, or, or, or what can we expect from you guys? Um, well, we we did the last album we did was the uh, the end of last year, and uh, you know I try to get an album every year. Uh, that's not going to happen this year. Sure. Uh, but but I'm working on one for next year. So I think it's um, you know it's always fun to have. Uh, a new album uh, it makes touring uh, a lot more exciting but uh, we don't have one right now uh, but the uh, exciting thing is that we're playing material anyway uh, mm. for for next year's album we're trying it out with the audience and they're having a great you know a lot of great fun with us uh, listening to things and uh, and being a part of the process uh, which I haven't done it that way for a while so uh, so in the show, you know, there'll be old songs, new songs, and and the future songs. Now, in in a band such as yourself, with such a vast catalog, um, do you find? I mean, are there some fans when you you break out a, a new song, for example, um, in front of an audience? I'm sure there are some probably some people there that just love that. Um, do you find some fans that kind of just you know stick with the greatest hits kind of stuff? Do you, do you find resistance on that? Well, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, uh, I haven't done, for instance, Tell Lama now for months and months. And, and, you know, there's always somebody who says, you know, oh, that's one of my favorite songs. And mm -hmm. uh, we would have liked to have heard it. And uh, so I think that there's a danger uh, that I've uh, noted right from the beginning uh, of, uh, you know, you constantly uh, have to 
uh, keep growing, and and you have and the audience has to grow with you. Uh, and I think that if you don't take any chances, then uh, then you stop growing. I think one of the reasons, perhaps, I've been around a long time is that, especially in the early days when you're younger, you know, I I was not I, you know I was fearless in in the sense that uh, I was always breaking ground with new music and. Mm. Uh, you know, people were, were left blindsided at times, and, and sure, you're going to lose some people along the way. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's part of the process, the creative process. If you run with that ball, you know, uh, you gain uh, you gain new fans, and, and sometimes the old, and often, actually, the old yeah. fans come back. <laughs> yeah, and that's essentially, that, that's exactly true. I mean, if, it's kind of hard to, you know, to have a career the length of which you've had and just keep regurgitating the same 15 songs in a set list that just it, it, I don't think it really fits your style um, Dave you well, found I, yeah. through the years right, that, right. that there are times where the band has kind of increased in popularity like you've gotten newer fans like younger fans uh, that I can't say that's happened you know it does happen of course all the time you know some of the shows we play in certain areas We'll be very surprised at the young people in the audience. You know, I can't say that I've had any um, epiphany like that, or, or the sure. band has. You know, where you know suddenly one of our songs appears in a in a, a, a popular movie, and suddenly you know, mm-hmm. wow, you know, you're you're you're, uh, you're suddenly uh, people are suddenly looking at you freshly. That hasn't happened, and in many ways, I'm I'm so glad it hasn't happened. I s- stepped away from the mainstream many years ago, and. Uh, and I do feel uncomfortable. Perhaps I shouldn't say this. You know, it's certainly not a lack of ambition. I'm very ambitious and uh, ego-centered with my guitar playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I, I, you know, I know what I stand. But, but I did step away from the the mainstream, and I'd be very, very happy because of that. And and the beauty about it is, uh, I think that uh, that is appealing to to a certain segment of people, and, and it's appealing to a the Savoy Brown fans, I think, because mm-hmm. you know the band was never you know top of the charts. You know, uh, I think we're a very important band. Uh, I will say that, blow my own trumpet. But of course, the band wasn't the Who. <laughs> right. And uh, but uh, you know, so I think that uh, I think perhaps in many ways the band has always followed uh, my f- philosophical bent, and and it still does. And I think that you know that that's very satisfying. Uh, you know, at the same time, everybody, you want your cake and you want to eat it too, you know. Sure. But um, certainly I've had the cake and I've got to be happy with that. Now, over the years, you guys have, have kind of scaled down the lineup. I mean, you've gone from being a six-plus piece band um, down to a trio now. I mean, how does that affect you musically? I, I know you're kind of wearing many hats with different instruments and things, but uh, is that more more fun for you to do it that way? Um, it's... it's it forces me to play guitar, and I think that's the main thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I write songs. Uh, I've always had singers in the band. I've sang through the years. Now I'm singing, uh, the primary singer. Uh, it um, it is it forces me up front. Uh, I think when I've had larger bands, I've tended to fade into the background. I even do when people come up and jam with us, you know, which I enjoy doing. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm quite happy for the person that walks on stage to take it. You know, I, I tend to, uh, which perhaps people might find surprising from someone like myself. They don't expect this, but from me. But uh, I tend to do that. I do tend to 
you know, I've always done that right from the beginning. I've had bands. I've been a band leader. But I've always been unafraid to let those members of the band take center stage. And, uh, and that's still within me. So uh, the fact that it's just me now, uh, I can't do that. I have to take center stage. And to tell the truth, it's a, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. I love entertaining. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love playing. Uh, uh, people come to see the guitar playing. Uh, even though I write songs, I sing and so forth, you know, I think the main focus is on the guitar playing. And I think with the three piece, the uh, Posadas is a great three piece. Sure. And I've tried augmenting this three piece to tell the truth, and it, the chemistry hasn't been quite there. So uh, the three piece really works uh, as a unit. And again, it you know forces me to play guitar. I can't hide it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um when you look at your legacy, do, do, do you want to be remembered more as, as a songwriter or a guitarist, or, or where do you think you kind of fall in, in you know, historical look back at your career? You know, that's difficult, because I've never thought of myself as as one of those people, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 you know, but obviously as I'm getting to this certain age in life, when mortality looks at you, you know, you sort of think, oh, well, perhaps I am one of those people, you know, that's, that people will look at or something, you know. Sure. Uh, I, th- I think that, um, I think there's a lot to, to look at. Uh, I think that, again, you know, primarily, I'm a guitar player, primarily, uh, <laughs> It's really, really difficult because I'm the hardest person on myself, you know? mm, yeah. and uh, often it's like, well, uh, it's there are so much better people around. Uh, I certainly have a spontaneous spontaneity about my playing and energy, uh, a, a certain, uh, you know, leadership quality with people around me. Uh, I suppose. It's difficult whether people will pick, you know, when I'm gone, whether people will pick on the guitar, whether they will pick on the um, ability to lead a band, you know, whether they'll pick on the the hard-working sort of inspirational side of things. I I don't really know. I, I suppose I would like to, for them to pick on the guitar playing because that's been my great passion, you know, from from day one and mm-hmm. I think that perhaps more than anything else because uh, I do hear things now that people will tell me that other people have said about me over the years which I had no idea about you know, people, uh, and I won't without mentioning names but mm-hmm. you know it, I think that I did help with Savoy Brown you know do something very important for the blues and uh, uh, at that time period and, and I think that that sometimes gets lost, you know, amongst everything. My contribution and Savoy Brown's contribution, because of course, there were some heavyweights around, <laughs> and uh, you know, they of course uh, absorb all the air, mm-hmm. suck all the air up. But I think that when the dust is cleared, and I mean, there's a lot of albums to discover for people uh, um, after the fact. I think that the band's contribution and my contribution. I think I'm hoping will be seen in a, in, a, in a new light, you know, because mm-hmm. right now I think, you know, I, I'm naturally, I'm naturally down the ladder because there are so many other, you know, uh, people uh, to, to get attention. 
Mm-hmm. Deserve it. They should get attention. You know? sure. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no shortage of amazing blues musicians out of you know <laughs> That's very, right. in that era. Let me ask you this: Growing up in, in Europe, what what do you think was the appeal of of blues, which you know, as most people will concede, was an American art form that you know made its way across the ocean? What was the appeal, and why do you feel that so many great blues artists came you know out of Britain? Well, I think it was honest. You know, it was, it was no, it wasn't, it was, um, it, that's the main thing. I think it was honest and it sort of went against the grain of popular music. You know, we'd been, we'd all grown up on popular music, which was a little fabricated as it is now. And, uh, and you couldn't, you know, even now you you don't know if everybody's really playing the instruments half the time, you know. And, and, uh, you know, so when the blues came along, it was like, well, of course, yeah, I mean, this is it. This is the real thing. It was art. I think that was mm-hmm. a, that that was a great thing. It was art, and mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, it was staring us in the face. Uh, everybody was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you have to be fantastic to play the blues well. It's, there's no, you know, that got lost over these years when everybody thought, oh, you know, it's a very simple art form, and yeah, anybody can do, it. and they can. I could teach a twelve-year-old how to play the blues, you know. But to be good at it, you would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when we were growing up, of course, all those guys, whether they were playing on street corners for pennies, or whether they were having hit records like Jimmy Reed, they were all fantastic. Yeah. And now, of course, we realize that these weren't just, you know, um, average people. They were incredible. They could make three words into a, a, an epic poem. They could make uh, they could make the guitar poetic. You know, it was it was remarkable, and uh, and of course, you know, as a young kid, you're looking for that. You're looking for uh, you, you, certainly you're looking for honesty, and uh, uh, and and it was there in spades. And I think that that's really uh, what was the beginning point of of this a band like the Beatles. You know what when I first saw them they had the spirit of the blues people that I was already listening to they were honest direct there was no strings attached mm-hmm. the instruments didn't care they just used whatever there was, was available and uh, there was no smoke mirrors or bombs you know it was just like whoa you know yeah. and the Beatles took, took the world by storm and so did blues music Absolutely. because of that honesty Kim but that's oh. what appealed to me anyway <laughs> I can certainly understand that. Okay. Uh, Kim, one mystery, and I'll, I'll leave this as kind of a last question, and this may be something that's well-known, and I've just been kind of oblivious to it all these years, but Savoy Brown has always been kind of a, a thing like Leonard Skinner to me, where people go, which one's Leonard? Um, where did the name <laughs> Savoy Brown come from? It was made up, uh, a made-up name. Uh, it was fashionable at the time. You know, there's bands like Pink Floyd, you know, Uriah Heep, uh, there, there, were, there were, you know, names, uh, Jethro Tell, you know, so it's, 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 it was part of, you know, it was part of a fashion, I didn't know it at the time, of course, mm-hmm. and Savoy Brown was, we were looking for a name that was a blues name, couldn't call it the Kim Simmons Band, or actual fact, I formed it with a harmonica player called John O'Leary in the band, couldn't call it mm-hmm. the John O'Leary Band, or the John O'Leary Kim Simmons Band, because our names were like, you've you got to be kidding me, yeah. you know, uh, it, didn't, it wasn't Muddy Waters, you know, or, or it didn't have a ring to it, so we were just looking for a name that, that uh, 
would would be you know a fictional American blues person. There was lots of Browns: James Brown, Nappy Brown, Charles Brown, Gatemouth Brown. You know, Brown right. was a very common name among the blues fraternity, and uh, in America. So um, so Brown seemed a, a natural. Then Savoy was you know the, the Savoy Hotel in England. There was the Savoy you know ballroom over here, which is a jazz and blues place. So Savoy had that sort of classy sort of uh, and traditional sound to it so it was a fictitious person Savoy Brown Savoy Brown's blues band and so right. Savoy Brown was supposed to be you know uh, a person sure excellent well thank you for unraveling that mystery for me you guys uh, again are going to be at Moondogs on uh, the 9th of December we look very much forward to seeing you and I want to thank you for your time thank you so much okay alright again a very giant thank you to Kim Simmons of the band Savoy Brown uh, for coming on the show and give us an education about the band. Again, they'll be at Moondogs in Blonox on December 9th doing a show there. So uh, plenty of tickets still available for that. You can go to Moondogs' website or come to ironcityrocks.com. We'll have some links to that show. Uh, and you can check that out. I also have a link over to Savoy Brown's website as well. Well, on ironcityrocks.com, you can check out our concert calendar, links to our uh, different events going on. Also visit us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube are all forward slash Iron City Rocks. You can email us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com or use the contact link on our homepage at ironcityrocks.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. What do you like about the show? What do you hate about the show? Who would you like to hear on the show? That would be, a, I think, a really cool thing to hear from some folks out there. Who have we been missing or who do we have on in the past that you'd love to hear from again? Um, we, we love hearing from you guys, so don't... Uh, don't delay. Let us know what you think. And until next time, we thank you for listening as always.